Jay-Z was Red Bull? Yeah, but didn't you just hear Jay say every now and then? Yeah. He doesn't do it. Can you hear that, Max? Come on now. Yeah, but Wake I've up. seen it. Yeah, I've seen his it. Coffee. Put That's it this, put this way. I've seen it plenty of nows. <laughs> I've seen plenty of nows <laughs> with the Red yeah, Bull. Now, coffee, coffee are for teachers, doctors, things of that nature. Not for me. Oh, coffee can't live without it. GJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Katengel. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Katengel. So would you take Mike McDaniel into a... Oh, the rumors are flying everywhere. What say you? Lots of callers already. Say they want picks. They want Arizona's deal. Who knows what happens? The regular season comes to an end this weekend. Games tomorrow. Games Sunday as well. It is the Sports Hangover Hour number three. Marlon Fayright will join us at 2.15. Leo Haggerty at 2.30. Open phone lines. This segment, if you'd like to chime in. And, oh, by the way, welcome to the end of your week. It is Friday, an absolutely beautiful day as well. Pelicans taking on the Nets. That is coming up. 6.30, tip time over on ESPN. Remember, they picked it up thinking Zion. (laughs) It was a player of, you know... The week is uh, not playing, but hey, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Brooklyn coming off of a 12-game winning streak. They lost at Chicago. And uh, they're pretty good. Moved up all the way to third in the Eastern Conference. Yo, New Orleans Pelicans in third, but just a game out. They got Dallas tomorrow. Dallas has slipped <laughs> a half game. Uh, they are three and a half out of the first seed in fourth. Denver and Memphis still tied. 25 and 13 apiece. New Orleans 24 and 14. Dallas 22 and 17. Sacramento will be seeing them soon. They're next at 20 and 17. Clippers 21 and 19. Then Portland 19 and 18. The Suns 20 and 19. Golden State 20 and 19. No Steph Curry for them right now. And Utah 20 and 21. T Wolves 18 and 21. And don't look now, but your Lakers have won three in a row. They won uh, back on Wednesday. No Laboo no AD. Westbrook and everybody else playing well. Anyway, they, um, they beat the Miami Heat. That is also a team that the Pels will be seeing here shortly as well. So we'll touch on all of that and more. I'd love to hear your opinions. 800-998-1003 on that. Uh, the team didn't practice yesterday, but after the game back on Wednesday, it's kind of the mentality and way they're, they're going to have to win games. 31-point lead. Dwindled to seven. They did wind up winning. Played it yesterday. Coach Green after the game on Wednesday. Well, you always give them credit. They came out in the fourth quarter and, you know, 35 points to our 21. We we have to be better at closing out games. And I said this in the locker room to our team. Um, we had three quarters where we dominated and we looked like us. And we kind of let off the gas in the fourth quarter. Look, we want to we, – we know we have to close out games better. Um, but – we can come in and learn from a win. We don't want to come in and learn after a loss because we let off the gas. So that's the area we can, we can go back, watch film, and get better. Now, C.J. McCollum led the team in scoring, had a nice game, start out early. He was knocking down threes right from the get-go. So he saw that he was ready to sort of shoulder that load, and he touched on the mindset that he knows he needs to have right now for the next to be aggressive. I'm trying to make sure my impact is felt. Um, early in games and then making sure I'm closing out games properly. Um, take care of the ball. I had a lot of turnovers this, this last month. So just being better with the ball and making sure I'm 
you know, making sure passes, pump faking, faking passes or make passes. But uh, I've been playing this game a long time, so I can adjust to different situations. So we've touched on it, and it's it's a stretch here coming full, coming up. Only five games, including tonight, remain in the month of January at home. So after tonight, four. The dreaded two-week road trip's coming up. And you look at the schedule all the way through the end of January, some pretty tough teams. And not a lot of time to rest in between. You're basically playing every other day for the month, right? So you got Brooklyn, Dallas today, tomorrow. Travel Sunday, play Washington Monday. Travel Tuesday, play at Boston Wednesday. Travel Thursday, at Detroit on Friday. You do have Saturday and Sunday off, but you're at Cleveland Monday. Off Tuesday, travel to Miami Wednesday. Uh, here, rather, uh, you take on Miami at home. Then you go back on the road Thursday. Because you play Friday at Orlando. Travel to Miami Saturday. You play them Sunday. Then you come back home. So I guess you have Monday to uh, kind of, you know, recover here. Because that Miami game on the road is at 2.30. So you'll be home at night. And then you host Denver on Tuesday the 24th. Host Minnesota in a back-to-back. Then you host Washington on Saturday. But travel because you have a back-to-back at Milwaukee on the 29th. And you go from Milwaukee to Denver on Saturday the 30th. I mean, on Monday the 30th. And then play Denver to wrap up the month on the 31st on Tuesday. Travel to Dallas. Play the Mavericks in Dallas on Thursday, February 2nd, before coming home and taking on the Lakers and Kings, Atlanta and Cleveland. That's a massive homestand against all good teams. And then you travel to OKC, LA, All-Star break. That's your schedule. That's your 21 remaining games. So it's going to be a physical toll, I think, uh, on this team here as well. CJ touched on that already, that, that that's going to be the key. Look, you look at the injury report yesterday. I, I text Todd. I'm like, can we go a game? Billy Hernan Gomez popped up on the injury report yesterday. So it's just it, it, it's somehow got to sustain some healthy bodies here. Yeah, knock on wood. You know, we try to do what we can to take care of our bodies, do the little stuff, you know, take advantage of the, the resources around us. You know, we some of us have our own resources that we use at home and, um, I think for me, it's just about preparation, trying to do the right things, trying to make sure my body feels better as the season progresses, getting lifts in after games, uh, seeing my PT, you know, getting massages, trying to get sleep, hydrate. You know, we got a, a tough stretch of games coming up. I think we got another five and seven or four and six, and we got 16 games in 30 days. So we got to be ready to play. And, you know, injuries are a part of the game, but you got to be able to adapt and other guys got to step up. As far as what's Billy Hernan Gomez's issue, he has a left ankle sprain. He's listed as questionable, as is Larry Nance Jr. Remember, you haven't had him for a few. Let, um, right shoulder soreness in those neck spasms. You remember in the last game he played, he got hit, fouled on the head, and, and left. That's where it's from. I mean, again, Pels just don't get injured or nicked. <laughs> they lose games. It's not funny. It, it really is. It's something else, isn't it? It is something else. Now, we touched on it with Aaron Summers on Wednesday, Jim Eikenhofer yesterday, and it's something that I think is going to be key and apparent to all of us here. The importance of Jonas in all of these games moving forward, the ability to be, go, to be able to go back and forth um, with he and C.J. McCollum kind of leading the way a bit, especially on the offensive end. I, I said this. They're going to have to you know, total 40 points minimum. However it works, they they totaled 44 on Wednesday. But it's going to have to be. Now, he said one of there's two areas that can help this team kind of sustain the next couple of weeks until Zion comes back, until Brandon Ingram comes back. Defense and rebounding. Jonas touched on that. Yeah, we um, emphasize, uh, you know, boxing out, rebounding, Limiting them to to one chance, one shot. Uh, 
well, I see 12 rebounds. It's not terrible, but we we can do better. It starts on the defense. I think we're focused on defense anyway. You know, no matter what, we have scores or we don't have scores. Priority is to get a stops. Then offense will be taken care of. You know, right now, yes, we got to, you know, we got to like in and play really good defensively. And then everything's going to fall in place. As far as stepping up without Zion? Well, I think we need from everybody. Um, never good when, when you see somebody go down. But uh, that's why we have 12 players on the team. Uh, to That's a chance for somebody else to step up and, and you know, lock in even more, uh, bring more juice, be more aggressive. So uh, I'm really proud of our group. You know, we did it. I think one of the things that is also evident, though, that you've heard from players kind of touch on it, and it's one of the reasons why we t- started talking about it, I think, earlier this week or late last week. When, you know, you know what, it's coming, the All-Star break, and around that time is the trade deadline. And it's, should they trade for this? Or should they trade for that? And I keep bringing up the team chemistry and how they all have a thing going there. And Jonas touched on it afterwards on Wednesday. It's a key to their success, he says. I think we just enjoy playing. No matter who's on the court, yes, we miss the guys who's out. You know, they are very big, uh, very big key, very big piece of uh, what we do. But uh, anybody who steps on the court just enjoys basketball. Uh, you know, we we just having fun. That's that's the best way to play, I think. Yeah, no doubt. So. Let's see what happens tonight uh, in this game. And again, it is a 6.30 tip-off over at the Smoothie King Center. And Brooklyn is four-and-a-half-point favorites. Remember, it was the first game of the season, 130-108 to in the season opener. And look, I, I said it then, it's it's the, the timing of when you get everybody. You had a Pels team that had been practicing together, working together, essentially the same roster. Brooklyn hadn't really... And it kind of showed. Now it's different. They are healthier for starters because their two main guys are there and playing, and um, and you're missing some guys. So it's gonna be a tough match, you know, for them to see it. But how you start this game, and then uh, hopefully how you limit some of the opportunities because Kyrie Irving's been playing well, Durant's been playing well here as well in the wins in the last five. Brooklyn 139, 123, 108. And 125. And for the Pelicans, the last five games, their score totals 119, uh, 111, 101, 127, and 119. So you know the Nets, it's about their offense as opposed to their defense. Let's see if the Pels defense, and I think you, the crowd, I think y'all going to make a difference today. The 11th sellout of the season. Should be fun. Quick break. We come back. Marlon Favre right next on ESPN New Orleans. Hello, I'm Billy Nakian, the director of the Spine Center of Excellence at Thibodeau Regional. Have you had a recent neck or back injury? Or have you been suffering with recurrent neck and back pain? Have you been searching for relief? Thibodeau Regional has developed a unique approach to treating neck and back disorders. The Spine Center of Excellence provides a comprehensive, patient-centered approach to ensure that you receive the right care at the right time from the right provider. The Spine Center is different because it offers centralized access to multiple specialties and services. Patients and their referring physicians are led by a nurse navigator through a process of assessment and treatment, individually tailored to the patient's unique condition. In addition to total care coordination, the Spine Center's comprehensive services include everything from high-tech diagnostic imaging to physical therapy, surgery, alternative medicines, and chronic pain services. If you're experiencing back or neck pain, call today. 985-493-4501, the Spine Center of Excellence of Thibodeau Regional will put you on the path back to your normal routine. This Medical Minute was sponsored by Thibodeau Regional Health System, nationally recognized for providing the highest level of quality care and patient satisfaction. 
When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Markets feels like home. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. The Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline and Guest Line as well. Marlon Favorite at Big Fave 504. So way to give a follow, sir. How are you today? Oh, okay. All right, we will uh, see if we can still get Marlon on there uh, here in a little bit. Give us some time to open up the phone lines, 800-998-1003. Again, part of our conversations that we were having is the different rumor scenarios out there. Look, Pat McAfee on his show yesterday was saying, hey, Brady and, and Sean Payton, he's hearing. Could be a rumor. Could be something out there as well as Marlon. We were just kind of touching on that here as well. This is the time of year you're going to hear a lot of rumors, a lot of you know, speculation, but it's not just to the play. I mean, to the, to the coaches and stuff like that. It could also be players here as well. Look, I've asked Ross Jackson and, and different callers about Cam, Cam Jordan and stuff. The, these last games, even if you're not playing in the game to, to get you to the playoffs, it matters, doesn't it, for players? It does. Uh, when it, and you can tell the games, Gus, you can tell the games where, the players are really playing hard, whether they're trying to get in a, a playoff, I mean, a, a contract incentive, uh, whether they're trying to make the roster for the next team if they're up on their contract year, or whether they're trying to make the playoffs. I mean, you have so many different scenarios. And to your point, you do get a lot of coaching rumors going around. It's a lot of uh, teams that's going to be looking at different directions in, in regards to coaching, and at the same time uh, for players as well. Look, obviously, you set your sights on goals and the postseason's being won. And, you know, I played earlier, Cam Jordan, about here we are again coming up short uh, of their goal and how hard it sort of is. I want you to hear it, and then I want you to kind of take it from a player's perspective of what we've seen the last month, right? Where nothing's guaranteed you going out there and the effort this team has put out. It's been, I think, something to to be proud of if you're a Saints fan and maybe something to give you some hope going into next season. But this is what Cam said in the locker room yesterday. It goes down this last few years of um, few years, this last season and, and this season of coming close enough and not going far enough. So um, at this point, being eliminated, it, it hurts. And at the same time, you got one game left, so you have to put that stamp of approval on this game. Um, there is no fold over. There is no uh, backing down from this. You got to go out and take this win and, and feel like the Suns before the you know before they hit the playoff strides. You know, back in the bubble, Suns finish this five game strong and, and head into the offseason knowing that you can be better for the next year. So, Marlon, when you look at it from that perspective, man, um, it, it is it harder to, to summon up everything you've got to do when you know there isn't a postseason? Oh, it's tough. It, it's tough. Like like I said, it's not for the guys who are trying to make a contract, you know, make a contract. But when you look at a guy like Cam and, and the resiliency he showed towards the end of the season, the playmaking ability he showed to the end of the season, you saw he was trying to fight to keep his team alive. And I think if you had a roster that had his type of intensity, him, DeMario Davis. I mean, look at this youngster, Chris Olave. Like, uh, you, you, you look at uh, the amount of players that they have on this team that were able to give the effort and the ones that weren't. So, for, for a guy like Cam, it, it's gut-wrenching because you came so close. I mm-hmm. mean, what was it, a minute and 56 seconds, give or take? You were so close. You know, you beat Tampa. It doesn't matter if Tampa lose or win against Carolina. So, you look at that and you have that. It's almost like it's your motivation. It's this revenge type theory of, man, look how we ended the last season. So that, that, that changes the off season workouts. That changes, you know, 
how you spend your off season in regards to getting better for the next season because you remember how close you were and you, you want to be able to get better and, and accomplish those goals in the next season. Yeah, man. It's it's interesting when you look at it from that because, you know, you look at LSU's performance in, in the bowl game earlier this week, Marlon, and it's something we kind of touched on early in the week, though, but – I mean, it, it's the Citrus Bowl. You know, you, you get a bag of Cheez-Its. I mean, it's not, I'm not being disrespectful, but it's not like, you know, the Natty or, or anything of that nature. But I do think how you saw them go out there and put in that kind of dominant performance and effort kind of makes you think of what you're trying to accomplish. You heard Cam say it there. I mean, where he, you know, he wants it to sort of be, and he said it in, in the locker room where, you you have momentum moving forward. Is what he had to say. I mean, it was nice, nice accolade. Appreciate it. Uh, I mean, what more importantly, we got to win. Uh, sadly, we also got eliminated, which sort of feels like the run of the Saints situation last year or two. Can't uh, you can't ever let somebody else control your destiny, and that's on us from not beating Tampa the first or the second time. That's on us from somehow losing to the to the Niners when we felt like we had control of the game. That's on us for. Who else? I mean, Carolina the first time we played them, so we got them back up again, and we got to finish this game. We got to stamp out the season on a good note. And he kind of referenced as well later on about being like the Suns in a bubble, having this you know four game win streak if you win and carrying the momentum into next season. Can that carry? I think it can because of the roster. You look at guys like Cam Jordan; he he will be returning. Demario Davis, Lashawn uh, uh, Lashawn uh, Lattimore. You have Chris Olave coming back. You have you have enough guys coming back on that roster to where they can pick up that momentum. So at the same time, there are a couple of areas they have to address. They have to address the quarterback position. You do have to look at the receiver position and, and, and that Michael Thomas presence, you know, figuring out what you're going to do to have a guy like that. And even on the running back side, you know, you have to figure that out, maybe go younger with running backs. But defensively, I think uh, with the exception of uh, interior linemen here or there, I think that they, they are right where they need to be. They can pick it up. They can, you know, be the guys to run the south again. But it's really going to take, A, those areas, uh, finding the right key pieces for that, mm-hmm. and B, just being able to approach the offseason with that type of attitude, that relentless I'm going to win. I'm going to train harder than I ever trained before and, and make it happen. When you look at, obviously, other scenarios that, that go into the postseason here, man, it, it's crazy how you you don't know how it, it boils down to it, and each game really does matter, right? I mean, you're looking at Sunday, you got two number seven seeds to still be settled, and seeding could also be settled here as well, but, man, it, it as a former player, it's what you want, right? You want it in your hands, but uh, you got to, I guess, control the nerves and stuff. You do, and Gus, we talk about this a lot on your show, how important it is to perform well in December. And that's what we saw at the end of the season. We saw Philly not necessarily take a decline, but they didn't, there wasn't that red hot team we saw in October. We saw Green Bay kind of turn the leaf and start fighting for that spot in the playoffs. So it's, it, Important to not only look at the players, excuse me, the teams that are in the hunt, hunt, but what team is trending right now? Like if New Orleans could have gotten the playoffs, I think they could have made a little bit of noise just because of the momentum. You look at Tampa Bay, is 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 Tom Brady doing his Tampa Brady thing right now, right? Uh, and, and being able to, to turn it on now because if you go back to the beginning of the season, of course we know the NFC South. Um, and the AFC South were arguably the, the worst conferences in, in, in the NFL this year, excuse me, division in the NFL this year. So, uh, you know, I look at it from that perspective as well, Gus. And um, this week, it's, it's going to be cool to watch meaningful football games in this week, right? Because <laughs> we're used to teams taking starters out and, oh, we've already solidified our place in the NFL. But, but this year is, uh, is, is, is much different. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt, man, about it. And uh, what about your Cowboys there, bud? How are your Cowboys? Well, you know they're going to do their thing. Look, look, listen. <laughs> listen. 
I told you, guys. I'm, uh-huh. we, we're approaching the playoffs right now, so I'm not going to talk in the trash. I'm not going to fall into that cycle, Gus. You, see, this is what you're doing, Gus. You, 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 wanna, you want me to fall into that cycle. Oh, yeah, they're the best team in the NFL. Yep. They're about to... They're about mm-hmm. to act a fool. I mean, nobody go Cowboys. I'm not going to do it. That's yeah. what I'm say. I'm going to talk my trash after the second round of the playoffs. So they got to get that first before I say anything. But to answer your question, and you hear Frank and Frank over here. I'm at the style and I'm getting fresh. I'm getting a fresh cut right now. Cowboys ain't going nowhere. You hear the hate, guys. You hear the hate. You know, they're a seven-point favorite, Frank. Cowboys ain't going nowhere. Yeah, that's it. I enjoy the first round. Okay, well, what what happens? What happens? What happens if they don't win that that second round? Because you you just said you're predicting second round here. You're predicting second round. I mean, I think listen, listen, guys. This this team has has a roster to go to the NFC Championship game. Oh my God! I was talking to my <laughs> homie Fanview, right? My homie Fred Jones. Shout out to Fred from, from the Fanview. He agreed with me. I had another journalist agree with me. He said, "Look, this team is a bit different. This team has the ability." To handle their business at the quarterback position, uh-huh. they got the defense to get it done, and they got two running backs. Mm. So I was just leaving it at that. Hopefully, it's on culture now. It's all on the culture. As long as Coach Jerry Jones don't get involved, I think they'll be all right. I love, <laughs> I love how Frank just said it. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, all right, Marlon, go finish getting your haircut, man. Have a good weekend, sir. Go Pelicans, baby. Go Pelicans. They're going to do their thing, baby, in the blender. I oh, might perform you, in the blender. I might you, do a shooting. Hello. Oh, really? Are you going to you gonna stop by? Well, I saw Chopper was there a few weeks ago, so yes. I'm going to have to talk to Dabs and the rest of the fuel crew over at the Pelicans. I might have to do a little hello somebody. We might, okay. you know, KD coming in the building. They might need a little energy. So I'll Sounds talk good. to Chopper. Chopper. See what's up. It should, be, it should be fun. Another sellout crowd. So let's see what takes place, man. Take care, buddy. Let's get it. Go Pels. Here he goes, Marlon Favorite. When we come back, Leo Haggerty joins us. We'll talk NFC South and the rest of the NFL on the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Abandoned pets can be trained as service and therapy animals to help people with special needs overcome the obstacles of everyday life. To find out how you can give animals and the people they help a new leash on life, please visit AmericanHumane.org. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. You can't pay a guy the type of money that you paid to Kyler Murray and not be able to protect him, not be able to understand what to u- how to utilize him. This is the National Football League. This is not SMU playing Texas Tech. This is not Lubbock, Texas. This is the National Football League. When you have a quarterback that you pay this type of money to and he is your running back, essentially, what you have him doing on third and fourth down is go try to get us the first down, run around. No adjustments. He looks lost at times as a head coach on the sideline. He is in over his head. I'm not calling for the man job. It ain't my job to call for his job. But I do know that Steve Wilkes got fired after one year. You never gave him an opportunity that you've given Cliff Kingsbury and you extended him another five years at close to $6 million a year. GJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Oh, big soccer, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Hey, it's Mr. Leo Haggerty at Sports Magazine, sir, as always... 
Nice to hear from you, sir. Happy New Year to you. How are you? Happy New Year to you, Gus. And uh, 26 down, 6 to go. And uh, I'm sorry, 27 down and 6 to go. And uh, when I talk to you next week, I'll have one left and I'm ringing the bell. There you go, man. Looking forward to hearing that, dude. I, I want to uh, be, be um, right there with you, dude. Uh, when you do that. So keep on fighting, dude. We got you. And um, let's do what we do best, and that is talk about meaningful football when it comes to the Bucs. I don't know. Is it still meaningful for the Bucks? I know the Saints this week have been saying finishing strong, gaining momentum matters. What about in Tampa here? You know what, Gus? They're, they're between a rock and a hard place on this because it, it, the, the game means nothing. You're in, and, and you're in playing Dallas no matter what. And do you risk your quarterback? Do you risk your wide receivers? Do you, you know, and I can't risk everybody. This in college, but uh, I tell you what, uh, I think this offense still needs to work. And uh, especially if Ryan Jensen's coming back this week, they're going to have to keep them in for a while. So uh, again, you don't want to go out and get plastered in, in Atlanta and then try to recover. But uh, you know. It's a pirate victory if you win, and all of a sudden your quarterback can't play. So yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Realistically, what kind what, what kind of playoff run can Tampa do? Oh, they're one and done, guys. Come on, <laughs> you know I, I, they're getting the worst possible scenario. They're either getting Dallas or Philly, and both of them have reasons to come into Tampa and try to rip them a new one. If you know what I mean, <laughs> right, right? So it's. <laughs> It's uh, it, it, I just don't see this team, if they get, say they do win, mm-hmm. well, then they get Philly or Dallas the next week because that's going to be the best team in the league. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a short playoff run to Tampa. That's for sure. Let me ask you this. Um, what do you make of what the Saints have done the last month here? I mean, a game they should have won in Tampa, they didn't. And I, I get the coulda, shoulda, woulda, but they should have. And then you add three straight wins. This would be a fourth. What, what do you make of it? You know what, Gus? That's the funny thing about the NFL. It's not for long. You know, where you, you're winning or losing and that. But I think they finally woke up and said, hey, you know, we're a better football team than this. And, and we need to start to show it. And, uh, you, you know, Gus, when you got two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. And, and it took a while them to say, okay, here's who we are, here's Andy Dalton, and we're going to ride this horse till it dies. And again, I think that's what happened. And they start to call plays to, that, that were more suitable to Andy and more suitable to their, their personnel. Mm-hmm. And their defense, let's, let's be honest, their defense woke up the last month. Good point. And I played the bite from Chris Richard who was saying one of the reasons they're playing better is their secondary is actually healthier and intact. You know, you didn't have Marshawn Lattimore for pretty much half the season, right? Um, Alante Taylor was injured. Paulson Adebo injured again. He's out for Sunday and he was injured to start the season as well. So I guess injuries, you know, play a part into all of that. That's probably one of the reasons the, the Bucks offense. Leo hasn't been the kind of offense that Tom and everybody's, you know, used to over there. I know it's easy to blame, blame Byron, but you mentioned beginning of the season, when you lose that many starting members on your offensive line, it matters. Oh, absolutely, Gus. And uh, again, I, I'm, I want to take you back when the, when the Bucks won their first Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They had one starter. That's not your trivia question. This can make you money at the bar. <laughs> one starter was out the Super Bowl. That was Anthony McFarland with a yep. broken arm. Mm-hmm. And again, because you're healthy, that's the key. You know, it's uh, it, it, the best that you have is being available. And again, if, if you're not available because of the injury, and teams just go through this, and look at Philly. Lane Johnson goes out. They are like 11 and 22 when Lane Johnson doesn't play. So yeah, there's there's some key spots that you can't afford to lose players, and when you do, it's going to tell on the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. We've had some fun today, and I think it's going to pick up, obviously, after this weekend with Black Monday. Speculation, rumors. I brought up Pat McAfee yesterday 
saying that, uh, you know, he's hearing a rumor about the Dolphins trying to get Sean Payton and Tom Brady. I text you yesterday about something that I've seen about, or a caller that called yesterday and said, hey, what about Tampa offering, uh, Sean Payton? Um, to, to come and coach them. Pretty good team. Tom could stay a year. You know, would make sense from that aspect of it. And then you add, you know, is it Arizona? And if Arizona does it, that's intriguing because right now they currently have the fourth pick overall. That would be really intriguing for the Saints if they can get that. What do you think eventually does happen with Sean? Well, it all depends on how unhappy he is in the booth. Uh, again, uh, this is the first year he doesn't have to get up at four in the morning and watch right. film. And again, that's a, that's a big thing. And, and again, uh, John Gruden couldn't do it. You know, he wanted back in. And it all depends on how much Sean, Sean Payton wants in. And again, he's a viable commodity. He, he's a winner. And if you tie Tom Brady to him as well, which I, I don't see that happening, but if it does, man, that's a heck of a combo, isn't it? It is. It, it would be. And that's what I'm saying. I, I could see that going one place. And we've had a couple of callers say, look, the Cardinals make a lot of sense in that, you know, Kyler Murray isn't going to be ready to start the season. So Brady could come in, play next year. Kyler could rest up, get ready for a year later, whatever, maybe even learn things of that nature. Cause I, I, and I still don't know, man. I, I just go to earlier this year and I brought it up on the show, Leo of Kyler Murray telling his coach to shut the bleep up. And, and 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 I don't know how that's ever going to play with Sean Payton the way Kyler Murray is sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, Gus. The, the problem you have right now with Brady is you look at the teams that are going to the playoffs. They have very mobile quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Brady is about as immobile as you can get. And that means you better have an offensive line that can really protect. And that is really a small, small number in the National Football League. So, again, you're talking about a guy that's going to be 46, 47. Mm-hmm. That, you're asking a lot of somebody there, and you're asking a lot of your offensive line then, too. But, uh, again, it's intriguing, and uh, nothing better than intrigue in the NFL. <laughs> that is for sure, I guess, what it looks like that. Who do you think winds up getting the seventh seed in the NFC and the AFC, man? Green Bay. <laughs> I tell you, I just, Aaron Rodgers, and here's the funny thing, Gus. Remember mm-hmm. I told you at the beginning of the year to watch the Detroit Lions? You did? This is the first game they will play in primetime. Of all 17 games, they've all been at noon or 1 o'clock. And i tell you what, it, if Seattle wins, then Detroit's out no matter what. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out mm-hmm. because that'll be done already. But if Seattle loses and Detroit has a shot at this, it's going to be a very interesting game. But Gus, would you like to bet the mortgage on Detroit going into Lambeau Field and winning a game they have to win? I mean, I don't yeah. care who the team is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Smart money's on number 12 there, bud. Yeah, no doubt. And I, and I guess when you look at it too, man, Leo, it's, you know, Seattle's been a great story. Um, obviously it helped do a lot, right? If Geno Smith could, could get that win and eventually things settle in for them to make it in a postseason as well. Campbell, Rogers, I, you know, the other aspect of this, we've been talking about coaches and obviously there's going to be some changes come Monday. And I think not just there, but front office, but Trey Lance, Jordan Love, two quarterbacks that are young, that teams, those two teams traded assets to move up to go get in that. But with Green Bay, is he starting? I mean, could you see them trying to move Jordan Love? I think people are going to call for him, huh? Well, if, if they win again and get into the playoffs, and it's, it's a whole different animal. But, again, if they lose, then, yeah, you'll see a lot of people say, hey, time to move away from Aaron Rodgers. But uh, I'll tell you what, he has not been the problem in Green Bay. Right. That's for sure. And uh, – I, I I don't – well, I'll tell you what, Gus, there, there's some front offices that are going to really have to start looking hard. I mean, look what Atlanta did. Atlanta pulled the plug in the middle, you know, the last four or five games of the season when they were still in it. 
mm-hmm. you know, well, whether they want to admit it or not, you know, they were one game away from being at the top, but all of a sudden they changed quarterbacks. So, again, uh, yeah, Trey Lance, you know, Jordan Love, and, and, and now all of a sudden you got Brock Purdy out there in San Francisco. You know, John Lynch has a lot of pieces he can play with over the over the break. Yeah, he really honestly does, doesn't he? Um, I'll ask you this next week. We do some homework on it because I really haven't either as well. And obviously next week it's going to be maybe you'll know some answers, you know, by the time we speak next Friday on what teams make decisions and coaching staff uh, evaluations and things like that. But, you know, list of coaching candidates that you think people are going to be calling and also I think offensive coordinators. I just think one way, shape, or form, man, um, I think that's probably something that happens here. I think Dennis comes back and they look at it and, who are those offensive coordinators, and and how is that something I touched on yesterday? How is that going to be perceived for the top candidates? Like I don't see the enemy or Ken Dorsey leaving Kansas City and Buffalo to come here when they don't even know who the quarterback is, right? Um, they they want to be head coaches, so all those different aspects of it. I think maybe a quarterbacks coach makes sense, but at the same time, is that what you're gonna, you know? I guess sell your fan base on somebody that hasn't been an offensive coordinator for an offense that struggled this year in New Orleans. I, I that 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 decision is going to be interesting with me, and especially as to who it eventually is, huh? Oh, absolutely. And again, just for the listeners, go to the playoff teams right now, the ones that are in, and look at their offensive coordinators and say, "Hmm, is that the guy I want at my team? Or is that the guy I want?" going to Arizona, or is that the guy I want, you know, going to uh, Washington or, uh, you know, Indianapolis, you know, what? it's not going to be a defensive coordinator, that's for sure. So it's going to be an offensive guy. Right. And again, I think that's a little bit of a, a an unfair rub against the defensive coordinators because, hey, all you got to do is get a smart offensive guy and you look good. But uh yeah, Gus, that, that's something for homework for me. Hey, give me something to do over the weekend. I appreciate that. <laughs> give me something to do. I like giving homework. I never do it myself, though, Leo. As always, man, <laughs> appreciate the time. Thank you for joining us, dude. Um, Stay safe, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm fighting it, Gus. I will talk to you. And I'll tell you what, I have such a respect for people who've been through this mm-hmm. and made it. So, hey, have a great weekend. Talk to you next Friday. Sounds good, man. There he is, Leo Agerty. It's Sports Magazine. Quick break. We come back. Final segment of the Sports Hangover on ESPN in New Orleans. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Water safety tips from Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. Five, check the water first if a child goes missing. Six, stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number seven, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim. It's Gus Kattengill with the Sports Hangover. Join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday, we'll be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from 12 to 3. Whether it's Katie's on Iberville, Francesca's Deli on Harrison, or the Enview on Hickory. Enjoy lively sports banter with delicious eats. Join us as we talk about the latest from our local teams. And you'll likely hear me argue with Scott Craig about his St. Louis Cardinals and my Chicago Cubs. Good thing he's a Brother Martin grad. Thursdays from 12 to 3 is the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's on ESPN New Orleans. 
How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. Sports Hangover again earlier this week. Back on Wednesday. Dennis Allen. His uh, outlook on the end of the season. Yeah, look, I, I think it's I think it's big for our team. I think it's important. Um, you know, uh, we said, you know, again, during the bye week that, you know, we didn't control our playoff fate. Um, that didn't work out. Uh, but we, what we did control is, is how we finished out this season. And um, we said that we, you know, our goal was to go 4-0. Uh, we've accomplished three out of those four. We got one more opportunity, and and so, um, that's what you do as a, as a, as a pro, uh, is you go out there and you you compete to win the game, and and that's fully what I anticipate and 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 uh, what I expect our team to do. And you heard Cam Jordan as I played it a little bit earlier with Marlon Favorite too. That's kind of he's viewing it as well. And look, let's see what happens on Sunday. I I think. The Saints have played really good football in the last couple of weeks here. Not It's an entirety of the game. I mean, you saw against the Falcons dominate, then kind of, you know, not score in that last quarter. Cleveland kind of test the wheels. You went and did that. I thought you, you were the more physical team against Philly. So I, I almost think at this point, look, you go out there and and finish strong, like Cam Jordan said. Something to kind of use that as momentum going into the following season. It just thinks, as he says, it's the little things, man, that that kept this team from being a playoff. Team. Earlier this season, I think I talked about focusing on the minor details. You know, the I think earlier this year we had a little like missed tackle situation. You know, um, there was there was times where we had ability to create turnovers and didn't capitalize on those. Uh, and once those sort of took them took care of themselves, it was. Uh, getting back to you know our type, our brand of football, um, not having these penalties that extend drives. Um, if you can eliminate those, you can clearly see where our defense was headed towards. Uh, we did that. We got some players back healthy, um, and really took that in stride. I think one of the other things that I guess stood out too is your your defense has been playing better, a lot better. Chris Richard is to why? I think it's kind of the you have to take your hat off to the guys for not blinking, right? And staying true to the process, coming to work each and every single day, and just preparing and getting better and not allowing again, situations to dictate how we respond, right? Again, we're in control of that. It's effort. It's our attitude. And ultimately, again, a great effort and a great attitude is going to lead to really good choices. So guys coming in and choosing to do right and ultimately choosing to do right longer, is the reason why we find success. You know, it's kind of one of the other things, too, when you look at what the Panthers have been able to do with Sam Darnold. I mean, they they were well on their way to beating Tampa in that first half, and, you know, didn't. But they have been playing very well, and it's something to kind of keep an eye on with, with them. Do they do the, the, the Steve Wilkes hire and, and keep them and, and elevate them from interim to full-time head coach. What's interesting is what came out late last night, early today, and it's the Jim Harbaugh, Michigan situation that's going on there. And Harbaugh came out with a statement saying he expects to still be the coach. The exact um, statement from yesterday is, I'm aware of the rumors and speculation over the past few days. College and NFL teams have great interest in all of our personnel from players to coaches to staff. And I truly believe that is a testament to the strength of the University of Michigan football program. As I stated in December, while no one knows what the future holds, I expect that I will be enthusiastically coaching Michigan in 2023. I've spoken with President Santa Ono and Athletic Director uh, Ward Manuel and appreciate their support of me and our program. Our mission is the Wolverines continue. We prepare for the 2023 season. Now, what's interesting is the NCAA is set to allege numerous violations against Michigan football, including a level one violation against Jim Harbaugh himself for failure to cooperate with investigators. 
that really seems like, hey, anybody want to hire me in the NFL, I'm in, <laughs> right? And you know, he goes to Carolina, which is a team that has already talked to him earlier this week. The owner reached out and chatted with him. So if you're about to get leveled some infractions, I wouldn't be surprised if sometime next week, you know, that would have take place. But again, we'll see the the Panthers here and see where we go moving on this week. I think the Saints win. I think the Saints win. I do. Um one of the other things that we'll look at here is the scenario that didn't exist, but many kind of thought it did for a second. The NFL is trying to figure out how to make this postseason work with um, the Bills and Bengals game not being finished and it just not having been played essentially is how they're going about it. A possible coin toss between the Ravens and Bengals if the Ravens win. As to who will host that first playoff game, which that is nuts uh, when you call it, when you look at it. But it was floated a lot about yesterday about the possibility of taking away the bye of the Super Bowl week and adding an eighth team to the postseason in order to kind of help things out. So we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. And, you know, you wonder if that is something that eventually they do go to. And, and adding another playoff team, would you be in favor of that here as well? Saints would be in the in the picture. And that was the case with a win against Carolina. So, uh, look, you know me, I'm all in favor. We we've seen just with the NBA in basketball and with the Pels last year, and I liked it the year before that, even when it didn't involve the Pels. It, it it makes it intriguing. You have to watch all the way into the end of the regular season. You have to care all the way until the end of the regular season because if not. Um, it could affect you one way, shape, or form. So, I don't know. I, I like it. Bring it, bring back more. I, I do think at some point in time, though, especially after what you've seen here and the outpouring of support and so much being talked about player safety with Tamar Hamlin, who again today, the great news, breathing tube out. He's communicating. He actually FaceTimed the team today. And, um, that's incredible to look at it. I, I'm sure he's pretty surprised when he sees it now. His GoFundMe account, who just he just wanted twenty five hundred for um for toys for kids, seven point eight million. When I checked this morning, pretty incredible. Have a great weekend. Let's uh, enjoy the final game of the regular season for the Saints and college basketball all weekend here as well. Nichols, you can catch on ESPN New Orleans, buddy. Thank you, sir. We'll see you later on ESPN New Orleans.